I'm Ron Harrigan, and this is another Fulcrum Strategies Healthcare Update. The Affordable Care Act and Medicare for All. You know, there's an old saying, and it goes, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. In a matter of just a few weeks, this country will seat a new justice to the Supreme Court, hold an election, and have the highest court of the land hear oral arguments to possibly throw out the largest piece of healthcare legislation since Medicare was created in 1965. Each of these issues are not only emotionally charged, but could have long-lasting impacts on this country in a very profound way. Now, physicians are taught to weigh the benefits of treatment options with the side effects and long-term impacts of those options. That kind of thinking is sorely missed when we look at the court battle over the Affordable Care Act and what might happen as a result. Okay, let me stop right here. This is not a biased piece to support the ACA or glorify its virtues. Since the Affordable Care Act was passed, I have been very consistent in my evaluation of the good things it did and where it went wrong. What follows is just a very real and possible scenario of what may happen as a result of the path we are already on. It's also a cautionary tale about focusing on one thing so much that you forget the big picture. Okay, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and play this scenario out, shall we? Let's say the polls are right and Biden wins the White House. Let's say the polls are also right and the balance of the Senate shifts Democrat. Shortly after the election, the Supreme Court hears the arguments on the ACA with a brand new conservative justice seated and part of the process. Sometime after Biden takes the oath of office and the new Congress is seated, the high court, in a 5-4 to four ruling, with Chief Justice Roberts siding with the three liberal justices, throws out the ACA by ruling that the individual mandate is not only unconstitutional, but it also cannot be severed from the rest of the law. Immediately, 20 million Americans lose their insurance. Insurance reform is no longer the law of the land, and neither is Medicaid expansion. The Republicans have finally gotten their wish. They killed Obamacare. This is the part where I remind you of the opening. Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Now the Democrats are control in control of Congress and they are angry. Obamacare is no more and the deciding vote was cast by a justice they don't even think should have been seated. Cries of hypocrisy and the knowledge that RBG would have never allowed this to happen fill the news cycle. President Biden is pressured by the more progressive section of his party. Senator Schumer, now in control of the Senate, starts legislation to end the filibuster. That legislation passes on a purely party-line vote. Speaker Pelosi allows a Medicare for All legislation to be introduced into the House, where it quickly passes on another strictly party-line vote. The bill is sent to the Senate for consideration. President Biden, who has never been in favor of Medicare for All, can't get in front of this runaway train. The Senate has a floor vote and the House bill passes. It's not even the end of President Biden's first 100 days, and he finds himself with a Medicare for All law sitting on his desk, and the cries of his party to sign the bill and stick it to the Republicans like they stuck it to us. Biden signs the bill. And before you know it, voila! We have universal health care, and the entire insurance industry has been destroyed. Okay, I'll pause here and let some of you cheer about the demise of the insurance industry. Go ahead. Get it out of your system. I understand. All right, with that done. 
Now, as the dust settles, somebody, somebody asks an interesting question. What have we just done? Well, the short answer is everyone in the country now has free health care. And in the need to pass the bill quickly, we decided that all doctors and hospitals will be paid at Medicare rates. They'll just submit all their claims to the government for processing. Hooray, we did it. But wait, that's not the end of the story. On day two, someone else speaks up and asks two even better questions. How are we going to pay for this? And, huh, I wonder what will happen to doctors and hospitals. All right, I'm going to leave the question about how we pay for all of this because, to be honest with you, it would take a lot of time and more economic analysis than I really want to do right now. Instead, I want to focus on what happens to doctors and hospitals. Now, the quick answer is, oh, they take it in the shorts, big time. Doctors and hospitals would take an immediate and crushing revenue reduction. A recent CBO study shows that the average doctor gets paid 30% more than Medicare from insurance companies, and hospitals get paid on average 80% more than Medicare from insurance companies. These statistics may be understated, but even if they aren't, can you tell me any industry or business that survives without dramatic changes if their revenue drops by 30 to 80% overnight? Yeah, I didn't think so. That kind of dramatic hit to revenue would cause many rural hospitals to fail, and the urban hospitals that did survive would have to change the way they provide care. Expenses would have to be cut, and those cuts would hurt. The same thing and worse would happen to doctors. Again, expenses would have to be cut, and those cuts would impact patient care. In addition, large numbers of physicians would likely retire. Remember that 42% of all practicing physicians in this country are over the age of 55, which means they're in shooting distance of retirement. If just half of them retired early, That would mean around 170,000 doctors leaving practice all at once. Right now, this country produces about 25,000 new doctors every year. So, if we had a mass exodus of about 170,000 doctors, it would take us seven years to replace them. And that's assuming the fact that no other doctors would be allowed to retire over the next seven years. So... At a time when everyone has free health care and the demand for care and services inevitably go up, we could see hospitals close and a shortage of doctors. Wait times would go up and the quality of care that gets delivered would most definitely go down. Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Thank you and, as always, please, be safe and be well. (laughs) 